0: I kind of dig deeper as to how a bunch of museums, like, kind of across the board work. So that was why I wondered. I'll
1: do my best. Okay, okay thank you so much. Okay, so um, I have been looking, and I saw that you had a background in art history and that you later went to school for museums, so I was just wondering how you went about making that transition.
0: Yeah, uh, I. so I actually... Um, I couldn't decide. I was interested in both art history and um, cultural anthropology in my undergraduate um, program. And my, um, my advisor in college suggested that I look at museum studies because I wasn't interested in, in specifically pursuing a higher degree in either one of those. I didn't want okay. to do research in one or the other. I was really interested in both. And he thought that um, museum studies, uh, museology would be a good way to um, have both of those intersect. So I looked for a program that um, didn't focus solely on art or on history or natural history. Um, So uh, and that was a few years ago. At the time, social media wasn't really uh, prevalent in museums, and I was really interested in audience engagement, and I think that comes out of um, my yep. interest in cultural anthropology. So I was, I was interested in making exhibitions. I was interested in all different parts of museum studies and museology, um, but I was primarily interested in that mediation between what's going on in a space and how people experience it, and um, I was really, I've always been a person who um, is a little more reserved, and um, experiences stuff on myself, and then processes it it online, and I started to see a little more, uh, a little more opportunity in social media for um, interacting directly with audiences and for that um, drawing out experiences. So I started looking into that and did it on my own for a while, just kind of researching it. Uh, And it took a while, did a lot of um, internships, uh, a lot of volunteering, and um, eventually ended up in a full-time position at the Walker Arts Center, uh, and that was a marketing and also um, social media position. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's,
1: that's wonderful. Um, so in your current position, is there, like, a said social media team? Uh, so I'm
0: full-time focused on social media and, and digital content, and... Uh, The person who did this before me um, is actually a department head and had social media as as part of her role. And um, so she had a bunch of people who, across her department and in a couple other departments, uh, helped with social media. So there's nobody, and and those people continue to... um, help and advise, but there's nobody else whose role or specific part of their job is um, working on social media mm-hmm. or creating content for the main Smithsonian um, American Art uh, pages. Okay. So I do have um, colleagues in my department who will help me um, with so specifically I think it was last week or the week before with Mean Girls Day. Right. They came up with um, quotes that they wanted to use, suggested images, um, and we all kind of worked on that together. And I ended up pulling together everyone's um, ideas and deciding which ones went out online and scheduling everything. But for the most part, it's me. But then, so I should also mention um, American Art Museum. The American Art Museum also has a, our open visible storage um, center, which is called the Loose Center, has its own um, Facebook presence. And the people who work in the Loose Center manage that together. And they help um, advise in any way that I can. But I'm not creating that content, they're creating my content. And that's generally. Um, talking about events that they're having or posting blog posts that they've written um, or sharing comments from visitors and
1: stuff like that. Okay, perfect. Um, are there, like, said operating hours for, like, the times that you manage the, the different platforms? I don't
0: I don't have, like, a rule. Um, I generally... Keep an eye out as much as I can uh, without making myself go crazy. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I in the past I've tried to have a rule that, that says you know if we're not open I don't answer questions. But sometimes you get a question and it's someone who's trying to plan a trip for the next day and right you really have to be helpful if you can. Um, I generally have a rule though. Um, that if if I'm like at a party or um, doing like if I'm if I'm not going to be super clear headed like right <laughs> right I right. don't I don't respond um, but other than that I don't have a set rule it I guess I'm kind of Always on, but I don't. I guess I give myself a pass if it's really late at night, or if I'm okay. in a movie, you know.
1: So you don't necessarily like go dark after museum hours. You're constantly checking.
0: Yeah, it's 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 slower in the okay. evening after we close, but we're open until seven thirty. Um, at at the um at the, in the sand building, um, which is fairly late, um. And uh, the Fenwick opens at 10, 10 or 10.30. I'm blinking. Um, So that's quite a bit of a spread. I mean, my checking slows down at at night and on the weekend a little bit. But,
1: yeah. Um, We just recently learned a little bit about, I think it's Hootsuite. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, do you find yourself using that to, like, help publish things, or are you constantly the one that's, like, actually publishing the link?
0: Uh, I really like it for publishing tweets. Okay. Um, Facebook, if I'm going to schedule a schedule in Facebook. Um.
1: I didn't even know that was possible. Pardon? I didn't know that was possible.
0: Yeah, um. I don't know that it's the case. There's been, there's been a, I guess anecdotal information but um, at times Facebook tends to work um, better if things are posted within Facebook. It's it's always anecdotal. I'm sure you've heard about how the Facebook algorithm is kind of finicky. Right. Right. And so I just I just always schedule stuff within Facebook because I I'm in Facebook, looking at the analytics so often that um, it's just easier to be in that platform. Um, yep. uh, for responses, Hootsuite can be nice, um, and for monitoring, I have a lot of different uh, searches up and in different columns. Uh, I don't know. Have you have you been in Hootsuite? Are you? I actually have. Uh, so it, it's. It's like, um, it's like you can kind of segment all of your different social media feeds, and you can have different tabs and different um, categories. And so, it is really nice for if I have a hashtag um, that I'm monitoring and I want to know what's going on, or if there are certain, if there are certain other accounts that I know I want to keep an eye on. Um, It's great for monitoring. It's great for responding. Okay.
1: I'll talk into that then. So I know this is, like, a big, like, overloaded question, but is there any specific place that you get content for the post from? Like, do you typically look to, like, different events that are happening or, like, um, like within the museum or in general or the collection or artists that are visiting? Yeah, it's
0: it's a really – it really depends uh, i we have so we have a blog that has a pretty steady schedule that we work on as a department and as that we have people from other departments um, and the blog editor um, is runs a pretty pretty good schedule for that so we sh- I'll get content from there. Um, I'll go through the kind of like social media social media holidays, and if there's something that I think our audience would be interested in, and it fits our collection, um, share that. Um, different um, our collection is a really big inspiration um, because uh, we're, we try to talk, or I or or we um, try to talk to our audience as if. They have maybe never been to our museums, and maybe uh, never will. Uh, so, to kind of treat the online experience as um, either augmenting or as an extra experience, um, I never want to. I never want anyone to feel like they're missing out because of something that we're posting online. So, um, highlighting our collection in different ways and creating different fun connections, um, either to pop culture or to, you know, a, a fun social media holiday or uh, a different quote or an artist's birthday or um, something that's going on in the world is a good way to do that because it's not tied to an exhibition that they're missing. missing. Um, oh, I get it. It's not, okay. It's not tied to something that physically uh, they're missing out on, and the context comes from outside of that. So that's one way. Um And always looking for different new inspirations, I guess, Um, coming up with different campaigns
1: that we haven't already worked with. Yeah. So we were talking the one week about um, if staff is ever featured on social media. Do you ever find yourself, like, posting, like, a behind-the-scenes of, like, someone doing something from the museum? yeah
0: uh we did a we've um, done instagram stories um it wasn't specifically a staff feature, but um, um, install, you know an installation that featured a person and also um, talking with uh, our exhibitors are really um, featured on the we have a conservation uh, Facebook page and Twitter account, which I don't I don't run, but um, I'm kind of uh, in contact with the person who runs that, and often that'll get I'll share that on our accounts, um, and sometimes in the blog, uh, and. The, Sometimes in the blog, well, well, it's a better story that would be told in the blog, and we'll talk to a curator about something that they're doing, or um, another um, interesting, you know, staff member. Like there was a um, a good a great blog post about our person who makes frames in our conservation department, um, and then that got featured in social media on Twitter. Uh, so it it is a great People are really interested in that if you find the right story, um, and it's something that uh, we, we've been talking about doing more of, but often it, it is more long form um, because it's, you need a little more context, especially if you're not talking to a curator. People generally know what a curator is,
1: and right. some of the really
0: interesting stories um, don't always come from creators, and you need a little more context, like, oh, wait, why is this person making a frame? Um, who is this person? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and you need to know a little more about that. So,
1: that why yeah. makes sense. Um, so something that I've been trying to understand throughout the semester is um, how museums post on multiple platforms. So, like... I noticed, like, for example, the Mean mean Girls Day, there was one post that you had shared on Instagram, but most of them were on Twitter. So, like, how do you decide, really, what goes where? Yeah,
0: I mean, for me, it's often what do I think um, people are going to react to. I, I used to think that all of our audiences, were completely split and people didn't follow us across multiple platforms I don't know that that's necessarily the case anymore um, and I won't necessarily until I do a survey um, but beyond so my philosophy for that was I don't want people to see the same thing if um, right if they follow us here or there I don't want to bore people, um, but generally the way that people interact on our Facebook page and the way that people interact on our Twitter account and on Instagram, um, which are our three main accounts, are different, and so the way that I'm going to write to them is going to be different. Uh, the image that I choose is probably going to be different um, because they're going to have a different impulse to share, Um, but sometimes if we're trying to get a message out or um, if it's a day that I know uh, is is probably pretty interesting across most of the internet, like Mean Girls Day or um, a really popular artist's birthday, Um, and I know the image is going to show up really well on Instagram and it's also going to show up really well on Twitter, Um, and I can Find a way to share that, and it's still interesting and shareable across all platforms. Um, I might do that. Um, I don't know. My opinion on that has changed, and I would like—I would like a little more. I'd like to have a little more data, specifically from my from my audience. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's difficult.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I I, I guess I should admit that, like, Twitter is pretty new for me. Maybe this is the start of uh, the program I've been in at Hopkins. So um, for this course, we've actually been required to, like, follow different things. And it's it's hard for me to break the habit of, like, usually I'll check Facebook and Instagram, and now I'm trying to add Twitter, too. So it's very Mm -hmm. interesting for me to see, like, the different platforms.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think it's also – Behaviors change, too, and also all of these networks are changing. Uh, Instagram, you know, it it used to be that everything just showed up in order, and now it's not in the same thing with Twitter. Right. Um, So even if people do follow us across every platform or across a couple different platforms, um, it doesn't mean they're going to see everything um, just because of the way that stuff shows up. Right,
1: yeah, I know. when I when I mentioned the mean girls specifically earlier, I was actually searching, like, the pages, so it's not like they both showed up in my news feed.
0: Yeah, exactly, um, and I increasingly rely on, on people sharing, and so that's my main thought is, okay, is this, I mean, on Instagram, you're not, you're just hoping that someone's going to tag you, but on Facebook or Twitter, it has to be something that someone wants to share, Um, or at the very least interact with because then hopefully it's going to show up in someone else's feed, whether it's someone who already follows or a new person. Um, And, yeah, again, the the ways that people interact on both of those networks are totally different. So I just have to kind of weigh that. And sometimes the same thing will play in both places, and sometimes it won't. All right. Do
1: you ever publish, like, other current, events that kind of relate? Like I saw that sometimes you retweet other Smithsonian institutions, so I guess that would kind of answer my question.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I do sometimes. I would like to more. Um, I think strategically it makes a lot of sense, uh, especially um, especially on Facebook and Twitter, because um, a lot of people do get current events, or articles that way and um, Facebook especially respects articles from outside sources, especially some big um, news sources. Right. Um, So I don't go through a a review process um, for posts um, mostly because everything comes from Almost everything comes from us or is related to us, uh, and I think if I was sharing more things that weren't um, that would probably change a little bit and i'm I'm fine with that so that's a really convoluted answer, but um, it makes sense I would like to we do a little bit um, I'd like to do more. Um, it's good strategy, I think, um, especially nobody um, I mean, the ability to make content and, and make it well is um, limited to the amount of people you have and the amount of um, amount of time you have. Um, we do have some really great people writing blogs, and as I said, I share. Um, our blog post, and that's where a lot of my content comes from. But if you can find a really wonderful article from an outside source or another um, museum and then focus some some of the energy that would have gone into making that blog post or that um, longer form social media post into another thing that doesn't exist somewhere else, Um I think that makes sense as far as spending energy, right? So that's, that's kind of my philosophy,
1: and where I would really like to move towards. Okay, so earlier you were talking about how um, you never want um, people who are watching the social media accounts to feel like they're missing something on site. So I guess that means as far as audience goes, you try to appeal to people who don't necessarily live in the area. Um, do you also feel like you try and create posts geared towards a specific age group at all?
0: Um, I'm not thinking about an age group. I, I am thinking about a type of person um, and I think that can, um, that can transcend age. Uh, I'm thinking about someone who is curious, has a sense of humor um, is pretty accepting um, of new ideas uh, is um, you know are, but maybe isn't an expert and wants to know more. Um, yeah, I'm, that's that's kind of the type of person that I'm, I'm trying to reach. Um, I know. Who our audience is across all of our channels, and and that and I know what they will react to. Um, for the most part, they do skew pretty young. I think probably because a lot of those attributes can be younger. It doesn't mean it's limited to younger people. Um, and when I say young, I mean like twenty five to
1: like forty five, maybe. Okay.
0: Um, But that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily angling for that age group. I think it's a little bit of self-selection.
1: Okay. Perfect. Um, So if we can move on to engagement, this is something we've been more recently talking about. um, How can you get the the users to engage and not just, like, look at things? Um, But we did learn at the same time that there's the idea of, like, reach so just simply Mm -hmm. seeing something could be a form of engagement? Yeah. So do you typically try to use, like, hashtags or um, things of that sort for for other users to, like, engage in the process?
0: Yeah, so um, to go on the flip side of online versus physical, um, there's um, a really big push right now for us to have signage in our spaces that don't just tell people hashtag but invite them to use one. Uh, For the past um, probably 10 months we've had a hashtag and uh, a sign encouraging people to take um, photos and share them in the Renwick Gallery. And we're starting to roll that out in some spaces at in the um sam space and so that we i mean it's a specific action asking people to to translate their experience um to do something that they probably would already do um and if they weren't already going to do it um inviting them to experiment with it and giving them a specific place to put it and um Especially for Renwick Gallery, um, it was at a time when we had a really popular exhibition. Um, it really worked. People could. We had a. Uh, we, ha- we still do. We have a live screen. It's almost live um, screen in the building that people can see their um, hashtag posts show up. In real time.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Um, And then it also shows up on our website. Um, But then I also keep an eye on the hashtag. And it's a really simple hashtag for the Run With Gallery. It's just hashtag Run With Gallery. Um, For Sam, it's just hashtag at Sam, so A-T-S-A-A-M. And it I've I've moved a little bit away from exhibition hashtags because I really want to focus everything into people knowing that um, we're watching and we want to know and we want to interact with them and other people um, who see or know about the hashtag will also possibly see and interact. Uh, So as far as hashtags, that's my focus. Um, I I will also try to use hashtags that I know are popular or um, people use more on Instagram um, to a certain extent on Twitter. Uh, So we just just released an app um, trying to tell people about the app. Um, I know that there is a certain hashtag that people are interested in, museums and hashtags technology use, throw the hashtag on there. Um, and then kind of monitor that hashtag to see if anyone else is, has picked up on that and is using it. Um, but other than that, a lot of um, engagement is responding to if people are specifically talking to us or commenting or um, monitoring hashtags or if they're tagging us or if they're using our location tags and responding or encouraging or liking. Um, that that um, positive reinforcement of behaviors that they're already doing instead of trying to create new behaviors. Okay. Yes, um, trying to fit into someone's life that they're already living it. Um, because I often think but that is also going to slip into um, the rest of their life and other people, their friends and their family are probably going to see that, if that makes sense, because it's something they're already doing, they're visiting. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> when it comes to posting, though, um, again, I just really pay attention to something that I think someone's going to share or interact with. Um, so something that is beautiful and they're going to want to share because it's beautiful, um, something that's funny um, or interesting and they're going to want to share because it adds to their social currency. Um, and, and, you know, they can kind of spread that around a little bit. So that's, that's where my, my engagement strategy is right now.
1: Do you find that one platform is better for engagement, like Twitter, because it can be more easily shared, or Instagram, or it's liked, or Facebook for the comments?
0: Right now, Instagram. I don't know if that's because Instagram is growing, or if it's because, if it's still the follow out of um, this really visually appealing um, exhibition that we had, but we get um a lot of people tagging their friends in the comments. Um, a lot of people taking photos of, of experiences that they're having in our spaces, and then taking their friends. Um, they're very receptive to comments that we leave. Like at first, I wonder, if they, if they? What are they going to think when you leave a comment? And um, sometimes, if you if you leave a, you know, respond with a Facebook comment or respond on Twitter, that's kind of the end of the conversation, but often on Instagram, then there's another response back. Um, so it seems a lot chattier and a lot more, um, there's a lot of, of tagging going on. So even, even though people can't share posts or share posts amongst each other, um, there seems like a lot of networking and, and crossing
1: over that's happening. Awesome. Um, so, moving on to the idea of evaluation, is there a way that you, um, in particular, like rate things? Is it through the likes and the shares and things like that, or um, do you use things where you can see like the Twitter stats of how many people were reached by viewing it? Uh,
0: for for videos. Um... I with, with a little grain of salt usually go by views um, okay. and I'll, I will generally pay attention to actual interactions so I'll like a share a comment um, if someone tagged us um, because it's a little more active um, but it's Also, really, I I find the number, the view numbers or um, the reach numbers good to note uh, because I can compare that with the total number of followers or fans we have and the total number of active interactions we had and kind of gauge where we are. Um, Because a lot of people um, may not actually take that extra step to Make an action um, right, but hopefully they are actually seeing something or reading it um, and especially on Instagram, knowing how um how much it takes for someone to stop and like, um, you can get um, view or reach stats on Instagram, and I find that I've only had it for I don't know a few months, and I find that really interesting. Um, because our followers went up a lot, um, like exponentially over the summer. And it's, it's interesting to see how many people are, are seeing those images, because they're scrolling past it, and they know that they at least caught a glimpse. So um, they may have stopped and looked, and, and who knows what their criteria is for giving a heart. Do you have any idea why the followers went up so much in the center? Yeah, I mean, it's it's 100% because we had this, this exhibition that oh. um, was everybody um, wanted to take photos of or see photos of if they weren't able to go. Um, and because they um, also set up a set up that made it really easy for people to take photos um, and share them. So then Um, people wanted to also – I assume that then people also wanted to follow us so that they could see more.
1: Okay. Um, And as far as frequency goes, is there, like, any particular rules for – I mean, even across the different platforms of, like, how frequently you post things?
0: No. It's something I'm reevaluating, I think – I used to be a lot more conservative with amount, and I think right now most of these platforms could take as much as I could throw at them, um, with probably excep- exception of Instagram. Um, although I would like to see a, I'd like to see a study of when posts actually show up for people in Instagram because sometimes I'll see um, three posts from the same person or the same account um, within minutes of each other and they've been posted over like three days. So I don't know if that like one image a day or, you know, space them out by so many hours is really a rule anymore. But yeah, I think um, because of the way um, timelines and news feeds work now, um, I can throw a lot more at them than I am right now, and it would, um, it, it could absorb it. Um,
1: that's a great point. I didn't even think of that.
0: Yeah. Um, my output, I I would like to increase a lot across all of, all of our channels. So I think, I mean, a goal could be, like, two Facebook posts a day, you know, five tweets a day, but that's. Probably not going to happen anytime in the future, but okay. I think it could handle that, um, if not more. All
1: right. Um, and then last of all, I was talking earlier about um, the Mean Girls Day, and I also noticed like the stream of posts relating to Beyonce's birthday. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering if you could tell me like about how much time goes into like one of those it's like lots of posting like do you research like a week in advance, a month in advance
0: the uh, so Mean Girls day we started that this summer uh because it I think it was the third annual Mean Girls day. We knew we were gonna do it um and I had people dumping uh, ideas into a Trello board, Um, so basically a quote and a link, and we um, were kind of brainstorming for a while, and then it didn't solidify until probably two days before, and then um, I think the day before I scheduled everything. Um, And then even the day of, I was kind of watching to see how things were, people were responding to stuff and adjusting as it went. Um, I think in all, um, I had, I think I got six people to help. Um, I'm not sure how much time they put into it. Myself, between researching, um fact-checking or, you know, checking quotes um, and all of the other work that went into it was probably – and monitoring it was probably like a two-day total, um, you know, probably like 16 hours total of all the work that went into it. So there's a lot of time that goes into monitoring as well. Um, If I'd been smart, I wouldn't have had any meetings that day. (laughs) Um, Beyonce, um, so that that was planned. It took a lot of time. I think it was totally worth it. Beyonce was a total last-minute thing. Um, We had came up with it, I think, on a Friday afternoon because I think her birthday was on like maybe Saturday or Sunday it was on a weekend and um, again the same group of people we were um, brainstorming over chat and dumping stuff into Trello and um, three hours of brainstorming and then I spent two hours scheduling everything Um, so that was five hours um, wow, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, um, so it's possible, you
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I had
0: a lot of help too. Um, those are those are the things that those are the things that are really fun. Um, we, I mean, some of the work that goes into it is making sure we can use the image, um, double checking if if you're using a source like what's the quote? Is it the correct quote? Um, you know, is the image going to show up? Like, I, you probably noticed, or maybe you didn't, um, for some of the tweets, the image um, doesn't display very well, and so the joke or the reference isn't immediately apparent. And um, I loaded all of those into Hootsuite, and this is one of the kind of weird things about Hootsuite. I loaded all of those into Hootsuite, um, and... Because of the way that the image preview shows up in Hootsuite, I thought it was going to be okay. And then it shows up a little differently on mobile and it shows up a little differently on desktop. Um, and then I don't know how it shows up in if people use other different readers or apps. Um, but generally, I try to test that. So right. Um, we like to have fun. Um, ideally, we'd like to do more of that. Um, so other... Songs or TV shows or movies.
1: Um, yeah, I, I was looking through those and I, I was showing all my coworkers. <laughs> Thought it was really funny.
0: See, that's 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 kind of the goal. Um, the it's, we get a really positive response. Um, most people understand that we're not trying to meme anything. We're trying to get more people to look at our artworks and the um, way that we're. Delivering the artworks is via a pop culture reference. So hopefully the hook is there's pop culture. Um, You know, a musician you love and music that you also love. Um, But then you realize that we have this amazing painting or wonderful, you know, sculpture that you didn't know we had. Or maybe we're introducing you to an artist you've never heard of. And, and that's exciting, you know. You get to dig a little bit deeper. Um, generally, it's not, we're not looking for, like, a really specific connection. Um, I mean, I try to stay away from artworks that are really – so that's another research. Like, I try to stay away from artworks that are really, have a really um, specific context that would be really a really terrible match um, or wouldn't be appropriate. But generally, we're not trying to to find a perfect contextual match. It's it's really about, okay, here's a really great quote or lyric. We're telling a story. We're using these images as a story. But also, the main hope is that we're going to send these artworks out into the Internet and more people are going to see them and appreciate them. So most people get that and they have fun. If they don't, if they're just, like, loving, you know, Beyonce and they're just gonna stream lemonade and, and look at some beautiful images. <laughs> hey, that's cool. I'm that.
1: No, I think I think it was great. I love following it. All right, well, I think that's all the questions I have. So, um, I can let you get back to work. Yeah, and yeah, I'm
0: I'm sorry. And thanks for taking time out of your day. I know you're probably at work. Oh yeah. Um, if Same. you have any follow-up questions, you can email me. Um definitely. Oh.
1: Thank you yeah. so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it was nice talking to
1: you. And nice good luck to you with too. your class. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.